Hello Sobertown. This is Todd with a blog recording from SobertownPodcast.com. For the original article and references, and for a broad range of resources on sobriety and living an alcohol-free life, visit SobertownPodcast.com. Today's article is Your Body on Booze 1.5, Understanding Ethanol and Acetaldehyde. As we follow alcohol through the human body, we'll take a moment here to pause the ride and delve into what ethanol is and what it does chemically when the body processes it. So have you ever heard of acetaldehyde? It's acetaldehyde. This is a compound which is bad news. This is a substance your body wants nothing to do with and it has nothing but harmful effects on our cells. Acetaldehyde is a carcinogenic substance which results in bodily harm and it's exactly what your body has to deal with when you drink alcohol. So acetaldehyde is the first breakdown product of ethanol. So not only is ethanol harmful itself, but the only thing the body can convert ethanol to initially is actually even more harmful than the ethanol itself. So in a way it goes bad for you to worse uh, before it gets better as far as the breakdown process is concerned. So let's start this journey with ethanol. The aspect of drinking with the desirable effects are experienced due to ingestion of ethanol. Most people are aware that ethanol is the ingredient within alcohol with the intoxicating effects. Ethanol is an organic chemical compound made up of carbon, hydrogen and oxygen which alone are among the most common elements in our universe. Uh, but when bonded together in just the right format, they form ethanol. Uh, so ethanol is a liquid. Um, it's volatile, colorless, flammable, mild, 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 slight odor. And ethanol is also a central nervous system depressant to humans and is psychoactive. And as most of us know, it forms the active ingredient in the recreational drug, which is named alcohol. So ethanol is either formed by a petrochemical process or by fermentation of sugars. So in the case of fermentation, to state it in a very simplified form, yeast, which is a fungus, believe it or not, and a single celled organism, has the ability to essentially gobble up any sugars in a liquid, such as, for example, grape juice, and it craps out ethanol and carbon dioxide. So the yeast eat sugar, and as a byproduct, out comes alcohol and gas under the right conditions. So ethanol is used for many purposes. It can be very helpful. It has a mass of useful applications and one stupid use also, which involves putting it internally inside people and gradually killing them. And in return, it provides them with a short-term psychoactive effect. So ethanol is an excellent antiseptic, fantastic disinfectant. Ethanol is great as a solvent uh, and can actually be used as a great fuel source with its volatility and flammability. Ethanol is also highly effective at damaging human DNA causing cancers and generally sapping the health of living organisms which consume it uh, for a short-lived psychoactive effect. So somewhere along the line of history, it went from a weak solution consumed 
more as a safe alternative to the potentially deadly sources of water available to people prior to uh, modern sanitation um, to what it is now, which is often high strength, attractively packaged, aggressively promoted, fully legalized, highly protected and misrepresented poison, which is now so deep set industrial that industrially that um, the only option for its removal is mass populations moving away from its consumption regardless of its forceful promotion. So we can probably now no longer rely on good science and health information to regulate how this drug is used or promoted, but we can encourage as many people as possible to make the decision to remove it from their own lives. So ethanol is great in the tank of your car, and it's really great uh, to keep hospitals clean. Um, and ethanol is, is truly great at damaging human health when ingested also. So once you've consumed ethanol, you swallow it, down it goes, down the throat, down the esophagus, into the stomach, and then partly transferring to the early sections of the digestive system, all the while being absorbed through the portal vein, where it travels through the portal vein to the liver. So here in the liver, is where most of our enzymes, which are called alcohol dehydrogenases, are located. Enzymes and their matching compounds can be thought of kind of like a lock and a key. The ethanol, for example, can be considered the lock and the enzyme called alcohol dehydrogenase could be considered the key. So the ethanol comes in and the alcohol dehydrogenase enzyme is the correct shape and structure to fit with the ethanol and to break it down. Now, here's where we meet acetaldehyde. When the enzymes in our liver break down the ethanol molecules, they create this molecule called acetaldehyde. So we go in, ethanol goes in, the enzyme does its thing in the liver, uh, acetaldehyde comes out, which the body then has to get to work on breaking down further. So here we are with acetaldehyde for a brief period of time in the body, in the liver and traveling to other areas as well. So acetaldehyde is highly toxic to the human animal. Uh, acetaldehyde is an unavoidable result of drinking alcohol. This breakdown product is a group one carcinogen and is the primary concern for the human body when we discuss alcohol consumption. Most conversion happens in the liver, but in fact, some metabolism occurs in the pancreas uh, and the brain, potentially causing damage in these tissues, while acetaldehyde in, in animal studies also causes uh, memory impairment, poor coordination, among many other effects. So long story short, uh, acetaldehyde is highly toxic, causing significant damage and cancers in human cells, and its production is a natural occurrence in the process of drinking alcohol. Now, where we vary person to person is in the breakdown process. So each of us break down ethanol slightly differently to one another. So that is, some of us break it down more efficiently than others. Just to clarify, what I'm not arguing is that if you can demonstrate you're a highly effective person at breaking down ethanol and acetaldehyde that you're good to go and you don't need to worry about your drinking habits. That's not what I'm saying. 
uh, because regardless of this aspect of metabolism, there do remain large risks in multiple aspects of health through drinking. So the faster we can convert ethanol to the non-harmful state, the less damage we do to our body. The order of processing our ethanol in our body is this. It goes ethanol, which is harmful, to acetaldehyde, which is very harmful, then to acetic acid, which is basically vinegar, fairly safe, and acetyl coenzyme A, which is safe. And then eventually the acetyl coenzyme contributes to the production of energy in our cells and just ends up becoming water and carbon dioxide, which are safe. The harmful substances are the ethanol and then the next breakdown product especially, which is acetaldehyde. When we drink, the body can only metabolize certain amounts of alcohol per hour. And this amount varies depending on many variables such as gender, size of your liver, body mass, fluid levels, and a lot more factors. However, one other factor is that different people carry different variations of the enzymes which are there to break down ethanol to acetaldehyde, and then the enzymes that are there to break down acetaldehyde to its acetate to safer breakdown products after that. So these can be traced back to variations in our genetic makeup. What this causes is a variability where some of us can break down ethanol to acetaldehyde fast, but then break down acetaldehyde to acetate slow, which is bad news, as it means prolonged damage to our body by acetaldehyde. But then some people, depending on genetics, um, some people break down ethanol to acetaldehyde slowly, but then acetaldehyde to acetate quickly, which is probably more desirable. But then some people do both fast and some both slowly. It's, it's totally different between, between people. Some people actually have minimal enzyme present which converts acetaldehyde to acetate. And these individuals really can't drink. I mean, they end up nauseated, red and inflamed pretty much after one drink or even or just two. The point, uh, the point is that it's genetic potluck as to how effectively each of individual breaks down ethanol and acetaldehyde. So in this, yeah, we are not all created equal when it comes to alcohol breakdown. But just to be clear, there are no superhuman safe drinkers, uh, just some who break down sections of the process faster than others. Uh, this quote encapsulates the article drawn from in my blog today. So, quote, Researchers continue to investigate the reasons why some people drink more than others and why some develop serious health problems because of their drinking. Variations in the way the body breaks down and eliminates alcohol may hold the key to explaining these differences. End quote. Here, however, is an interesting point. Studies show that people who are genetically less likely to drink large quantities of alcohol, I guess we call these people normal drinkers, are sometimes actually more likely to develop alcohol-related cancers as a result of lower levels of consumption. So some heavy drinkers do not develop cancer, though more likely heavy drinkers will. On the other hand, some people who drink moderately do develop alcohol-related cancers. So yet there really is no safe option. Heavy, moderate, all habits are potentially risky as far as cancer is concerned. The only safe option regarding alcohol is truly to not drink it. 
you, you just simply can't eliminate the risk. Um, there are no safe levels and the decision to drink is one, I suppose, which should be made with the knowledge that you do so knowing the habit will increase your chances of cancers. And potentially this may even apply if you drink quite moderately. So the research suggests the notion of, well, my grandpa drank like a fish and he made it to 80. Well, yeah, no, you can justify it this way and take the risk based on your grandpa and his lifespan. But the statistics are that you just don't know. Um, you really are gambling with your health if you drink at all, uh, and especially to excess. So acetaldehyde is really bad news. Um, the substance causes cancer in several ways. Two of these involve action with our DNA, whereby it interferes with the, pro uh, the process of copying DNA, or alternatively, it can cause cancer by inhibiting a process where our cells and DNA repair. Either way are bad and, and, and either way cause cancers. So this is how I picture uh, the process in my mind. Ethanol moseys on into the liver and then it gets blindsided by an enzyme which latches it onto it and chews it up and it spits out acetaldehyde. Now acetaldehyde comes out which is a little hyperactive gremlin bastard with fangs that immediately starts running around, biting things, kicking things over, making a huge mess and destroying everything it can and getting as far from the liver as it can to do damage to it, to everything basically. While the enzymes chase it around and around until they finally catch it and they crush it, munching it up, converting it to a docile little puppy dog called acetate, which just trots around until it's needed. That's kind of how I picture it in my head anyway. So. If you read fact-based articles and research, you'll read things like alcohol causes cancer, you'll read alcohol referred to as a recreational drug and as a psychoactive substance, as though it were common knowledge, which is actually so detached from the strange false manner in which we view the bottled depressant and drug in real life. I think we need to re-establish the connection to what ethanol actually is what it does once ingested and what health risks it is linked to. The choice is only a choice when we all have an understanding of these facts, because they are facts. Then it might seem odd to observe drinking while parenting, for example, as positive or, or a normal act, while it would seem from the outside strange to do, you know, like a low dose little sniff of cocaine while in the same situation. Both might have comparably mind altering effects, but one would be viewed with horror, the cocaine, uh, and the other, the alcohol, not so much. So we need to simply view it for what it is. It, it's an addictive, psychoactive drug. But acetaldehyde, yeah, you don't want it. it. It comes from ethanol and there's no way around it. So this is a quote from authors of a 2016 research article type titled Neuropathology of Drug Addictions and Substance Misuse. Quote, acetaldehyde, brackets ethanol, is an aldehyde that is highly reactive and toxic. Acetaldehyde causes damage at the cellular and genomic levels. The sheer number of enzymes involved in the metabolism and detoxification of the acetaldehyde and other aldehyde species is a testament to the impact of its reactivity. Metabolic or autoxidation pathways lead to the formation of endogenous acetaldehyde, 
and a large number of genes function in the metabolic detoxification of acetaldehyde. The World Health Organization considers acetaldehyde to be a class 1 toxin, brackets, human carcinogen. The main source of acetaldehyde is the consumption of alcohol. In vivo, ethanol is predominantly metabolized to acetaldehyde. Understanding the potential adverse effects and the pathogenesis of acetaldehyde is a pressing need. More toxicological studies and risk assessment on acetaldehyde are required. Acetaldehyde is ubiquitously present and increased levels are associated with neurological pathologies such as stroke, Wernicke encephalopathy and Alzheimer's disease, as well as alcohol-induced impairment of brain structure and function. So that's a bit scary. That was a direct quote from that research article. The reference can be found on the Sobertown podcast website. Uh, lastly, this is a quote from a paper in 2014 titled Fatty Liver, NASH and Alcohol, oh, sorry, Alcoholic Liver Disease. Quote, acetaldehyde is a highly reactive and toxic. It binds to phospholipids, amino acid residues and sulfhydryl groups. As a result, acetaldehyde leads to the failure of DNA repair, mitochondrial abnormalities, impairment of microtubular function and failure of the cell membrane. Furthermore, acetaldehyde increases lipid peroxidation with concomitant production of oxygen-free radicals and reduces glutathione. A defect in the regulation of neutrophil chemotaxis can also occur due to aldehyde production, resulting in the reduction of the body's biological defense. End quote. Wowzers. Okay, so the easiest way for me to explain that quote in layman's terms would be this. That acetaldehyde fucks you up in all sorts of ways. In fact, that article basically says acetaldehyde screws up most major aspects of cell function. It's horrible. So in summary, Soaptown, where you might have thought the process of breaking down alcohol slash ethanol was simpler or more of a single step process, it is not. Ethanol to the liver, liver enzymes convert ethanol to acetaldehyde, more enzymes convert acetaldehyde to acetate, and then acetate to safe products such as water and gas. The ethanol is harmful, the acetaldehyde is very harmful, and each of us possess varying abilities to break these products down based on our genetics. And none of us have the ability to undertake this process with any, any full degree of safety. So basically that encapsulates the article for today. So, I mean, I am annoyed I did not more deeply understand these very well understood facts earlier since I do live my life in the pursuit of good health and function. And I am suspicious, to be honest, of the level of concealment based on our society's desire to turn a blind eye to its favorite daily drug. I mean, how many of us have been desperate for a professional such as a doctor to tell us the harms and encourage us to stop? But when we hint at our problems, we're likely to be met with a reinforcement or even an admission that the professional themselves, you know, themselves consumes unsafe levels of alcohol. I've heard reports of this exact occurrence more times than I can count. 
the fact is alcohol and its breakdown products are arguably the worst choice regarding human health as far as which drugs should be legal and which should not. Um, we got it wrong and we're in too deep now. Uh, but we can change it at an individual level. It's never too late. And I stand firm in my belief that the, the best path is, is simply no alcohol. So anyway, Sobertown, now you know. Stay away from acetaldehyde. It will do nothing but hurt you. Perhaps use a different rewarding addiction, such as sobriety or exercise. But don't use alcohol. It really is bad for your body, and acetaldehyde really sucks. Thanks, Sobertown. Catch you later.